Good morning, people of God. Morning. Oh, what a beautiful Lord. Uh, what a beautiful Lord, but also what a beautiful day. That's, I think that's a precursor of how this service is going to be, so y'all just better buckle up. Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> my brain is in about go. 12 places right now, but uh, we're going to get through this. So, we're just pleasantly uh, excited and happy to have you all joining with us, both in person and for those of you joining us online today. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful day to give thanks and praise to our God. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, for those of you joining us online, we will be having Holy Communion later in our service, so I invite you to grab some bread and some wine or juice following our time of confession. Couple quick announcements, and then we have a temple talk today as well. Uh, a big shout out to those of you who are able to come and help beautify our property. We had uh, a little fall cleanup yesterday, so a big shout out to Rick and Gail and Scott and Christine and Jennifer and Val, and for Steve Myers to fix our dumpster gate, which has been broken maybe as long as I've been here. <laughs> but uh, what a blessing to uh, to get a couple of big projects done. So thank you. We're also collecting food for the Macomb County Food Shelf one final week. Uh, I saw a few of you bringing in quite a bit. Thank you for your uh, generosity with that to help uh, people who just don't know where the next meal is coming from. And if we can help kind of uh, alleviate some of that through that food shelf, I think what a blessing that we can be for those people. Um, We want to lift up to you the people of Faith Lutheran Church today. Today they are officially having a vote to uh, either close or a potential merge with King of Kings and just that these people continue to find a place to worship, whether it's together or elsewhere. It's never easy for a church to go through transitions. And so we lift them up in prayer today as well. Uh, finally, I'd like to invite Lord Jewel to come forward and share the, uh, the third leg of our stewardship campaign today and to share with us what is on her heart. Well, good morning, everyone. Can you hear me okay? All right. Uh, Thanks for this opportunity to share uh, some thoughts uh, about stewardship, uh, which is actually one of my favorite topics, quite frankly. Um, So, you know I'm Laura Jewell. Even if you don't know me, you now know my name. And it's good to see all of you this morning. I've been a member of King of Kings for about five years. And from where I'm standing, or where I might be sitting, or where I might be chatting or where I might be dancing, Linda, my partner in dance, I see stewardship all around me. Stewardship, by definition, is the careful and responsible management of... of, uh, Whoa, all right, you said it was going to be like that, Dave. I'm going to start that over. Stewardship, by definition, is the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. In Genesis 1, 26, 28, we learn that God gave us the authority to rule over everything on earth. Even though we were entrusted with the maintenance and care of the animals and land and sea, God created them. And God is the actual owner. So, when I hear the praise band's music and vocals, I want you to know I hear stewardship. And thank you. When I see the commitment of our tech team week after week after week bringing this service to those folks online and just your commitment, I see stewardship. 
When I watch and listen to Pastor Dave give a sermon, and I tell you, buddy, you were on fire last week and spoke words that I needed to specifically hear. My friend, I see stewardship. When I attend an online worship service, and for those who don't know, during 2021, I was moving my mom into assisted living, and we were online every Sunday watching the service, listening, participating, seeing the comments. I saw stewardship. Actually, I felt stewardship. When I see the generosity of how this congregation pours out their love for those who don't have the basic necessities of life, I feel and I experience stewardship. In short, well, maybe that wasn't so short, but I see stewardship in all of you. And I am grateful for all that you give and all that you do. So the question then becomes, how can we further provide God's blessings to others? I'd like to draw your attention to this week's bulletin, where there are four ways outlined for you. Uh, But I'm going to mix it up a bit, so I'm not going to go in exact order. So, number one, we can continue to support the Fed Up Food Truck Ministries and support local food shelters. Located in Zion Lutheran Church in Ann Arbor, Fed Up is committed to serving delicious, nutritious meals with dignity. I love that. Where all guests are valued, no matter their financial status, by redistributing wealth in their community. Food insecurity is a very real issue. It's a real issue around us here. It's a real issue everywhere. And what if we could expand this ministry into our neighborhoods? Number two, create a campus ministry at Oakland University so that young adults can experience God's real presence in their life. We already have a leader and a commitment from a number of folks to move forward. Amen. (laughs) Three, grow our current partnership with interfaith volunteer caregivers so that we can meet the needs of the elderly and the disabled. Many folks in assisted living and in nursing homes feel isolated and are hungry for connection and interaction. With your support, we can help fill that need. And finally, you'll see some evidence here in front of me of creating and funding a prayer blanket ministry. The prayer blanket ministry is a tangible expression of God's love and is something everyone, and I do mean everyone, can be involved in. Our vision is to create a space where every week we have prayer blankets prepared so that we can tie them, pray over them, and give them to people who need to be reminded of how much they are loved, especially when they are in a place where they need to feel it the most. This is a ministry that I have been involved in for over 15 years. (laughs) And I can tell you exactly what it feels like to receive a blanket. In 2006... I had an infection that required surgery, and I received a prayer blanket, which I took to each surgery. There were six, not six blankets, six surgeries. It was the last thing I remember seeing before surgery, and the first thing I remember seeing when I woke up. It created incredible conversations of witness, and the staff at each hospital joined in this ministry and they placed it on me with care when I came out of recovery. I felt enveloped in prayer, and I felt God's love, 
and I felt healing. Each blanket comes in its own bag along with a prayer and eight squares. The squares are the corner remnants of the blanket that may be given to others so that when they see it or touch it, they can say a short prayer for the individual who received the blanket. I've had the opportunity to provide this ministry to some of you over the last few years, and I'd like to share just some excerpts from some thank you notes I received. Thank you for the beautiful prayer blanket. Since I started my chemotherapy last week, I have felt chilled, and the prayer blanket keeps me nice and warm. When I cover up with it, I feel God's blessings all around me. What a wonderful surprise and gift, my many thanks for your blessings and love. The prayer blanket you made me is just beautiful. What a generous gift of your time and talent. Thank you for praying for me at this sad time. Thank you for the prayer blanket. I use it daily during my recuperation. I cherish your prayers. It is a great comfort to me. Fellow members, as much as the recipients have felt blessed by this simple ministry, it is I who am blessed and grateful to be able to provide it and to spearhead it here at King of Kings. In closing, clothing, hmm. in closing still, uh, stewardship is moving faith forward. When we are good stewards of all that God has freely given us, our lives become enriched with bountiful blessings. We've got the opportunity to continue the momentum of showing the community around us just what it means to be Christ-like and good stewards of all that has been entrusted to us. I hope you'll join me in committing to bring these opportunities to fruition. I'm honored to lead you in the process by providing our intent and increase to give for 2024. Thank you. All right. Uh, and for those of you in our membership, you'll be receiving a letter in the mail tomorrow with uh, your statement of, statement of intent that we invite you to prayerfully consider and bring to worship next Sunday, November 12th. Uh, that will be our Appeal Sunday, where we're going to be invited to fill out those cards. You don't have to have them filled out in advance. Uh, and we're going to offer them to the Lord. We're going to have a special offering uh, uh, opportunity. If you're not able to join us in person, we'd greatly appreciate you taking the effort to either mail it in or to let us know what that intent would be. Uh, we also have a Google form on our website that you can fill out that, again, stays anonymous, and only the people who need to see it will see it. So anything that's shared it goes to the right people. And then following that Sunday, so now Sunday, November 19th, we're having a celebration Sunday to uh, celebrate all that God has given us here, one another, and uh, whether, you know, the stewardship campaign and, and all the ministries that we're a part of. And so we invite you to come back on the 19th, in between services, after services, we're going to have something uh, going on. So we invite you to come, I think appropriate, right before Thanksgiving. We're giving thanks to God for all that we have here at King of Kings. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, uh, before we jump into our praise songs, two things. I know this is going on forever. Okay, uh, today we are communing like we used to. Now, I understand that sounds great for people who worshipped with us before COVID. For those of you who haven't, don't know what we used to do. Uh, so, uh, I'll give some instructions. Don't worry about it. Don't be stressed about it. If by chance in the future you would like to continue to wor- uh, have communion from your seats... We have communion kits available at that back table. Just grab one of those on your way in. Otherwise, you don't have to have one when you come in anymore because we'll be communing up front together. Uh, Second, I invite you to stand as you are able and share the peace of the Lord with one another.
If you're joining us on, online, give a shout out. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment and to know the deep joys that you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today, we are lifting up and celebrating what is known as All Saints Sunday. Uh, There's a lot to this. We'll get more into it. But this is typically the reading that we get uh, on All Saints. And this year, it comes to us from the book of Matthew. There's different versions, depending on which gospel. But uh, we're going to jump right into it. So our gospel reading for today comes from the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter. I invite you to follow along on the screen. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they, are, they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, When people revile you or persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I just have to begin by saying I love this reading. For a number of reasons. This is Jesus' first recorded sermon that we get in the book of Matthew. This is where it all begins for Jesus. And it kind of sets the tone for his ministry and how he sees the world around him. He doesn't see the world as it is, but, but more as maybe it ought to be or maybe as it can be. As he describes this new kingdom... An upside-down kingdom, the kind of kingdom that puts other people first, the ones that welcome those who are on the outside looking in, a kingdom that focuses on forgiveness and generosity and new life. It all kind of begins in this moment and kind of unfolds like a flower. And he spoke about this kingdom all the time. Everything he did, everything he taught was about trying to help people imagine this kind of a kingdom. A world that that revolves around and, and evolves around God's love. This particular sermon that Jesus gives is a set of of teachings that are all about a new kind of ethic and how God's people are to see and treat one another, 
how we are to, to see the issues that are going on around us, and to understand that at any and every given moment, there are blessings and promises that abound. And perhaps the most important promise found in this message is that when it comes to God and God's kingdom, all is not always as it seems. There's always a second side of the coin. For instance, did you notice how that list of blessed people doesn't even remotely line up with how we see what it normally feels like to be blessed? When's the last time you felt blessed when you were poor in spirit, mourning the loss of a loved one, or humbled or hungry or persecuted? Anyone feel blessed during those times? Is this just me? If anything, we spend all of our time and energy trying to avoid those moments. Amen? We don't want those to happen in our lives. That's when we're blessed, Jesus? (laughs) I don't think so. Blessed are you when I don't have things? What? But what if Jesus isn't wrong here? What if our idea of blessing is... Our culture has done its best to associate being blessed in largely material terms, as in stuff, right? We start thinking that we're blessed when we have things. We idolize those people who have power, who have money, who have influence, and they are blessed, right? And today Jesus says, no, you're not blessed when you have stuff, (laughs) You're blessed when God is present. And when God is is most active delivering God's promises. And when are those times when we feel God's presence most in our lives? Usually when we're down and out, amen? That's not to say that God isn't in all of the celebrations and the joys and when life is easier. But as Paul says in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians, he says, when we are at our weakest, God is at God's strongest. It's in these moments when we typically experience God on a deeper level. In a way that is countercultural. Times when we're not thinking of ourselves. Times when we're not worried about can we get more for, for us. But when we have a moment when we're putting others ahead of ourselves, when we're thinking of the needs of someone else, or, or even in those dark and terrible times when someone else is putting us first in their life, those are the moments when we experience God most fully. It's in these moments that Jesus is shouting out from that mountainside today that there are still blessings and promises to be found even in times like that. Because God is with us. Not because of stuff. Which to me makes all the difference, especially with everything that's going on these days. To actually believe and truly open our eyes and see that there are blessings in the midst of our worst struggles. Do we understand that? I don't know about you, but when I go through my worst and ugliest moments, right, I usually kind of blank out or black out everything else that's going on in my life and just focus on that misery. We kind of curl up in a ball. We isolate ourselves. That's our instinct. And today Jesus says, oh, stop. 
Even in those moments, you are blessed. Not because you're going through a hard time, but because even in the midst of that, God is with you. Because God's right there in the thick of it with us. Amen? So today you you and I are invited to see where God is at work in and around our lives, not simply in the places where things are going well, but in places of vulnerability, in places where, where we are willing to look for Jesus. Blessed are those who are mourning because we turn to God for comfort. Blessed are those who are meek because... Those are the times when we turn to the strongest being we know, God. Blessed are those who are working for justice because that's what God is after. Blessed are those who forgive and look to make peace because that's what God is all about. And more often than not, that's how God works. Showing up in the places where we least expect God to be. Jesus first came to us not in a, a bejeweled crib in a, in a palace, but in a trough, in a barn. Jesus came to live among the poor and the destitute rather than with the rich and the powerful. He spent time on the cross of an outlaw rather than riding the war horse of a conquering hero. Today, Jesus invites us to stretch our idea of what it means for God to be present with us, to be blessed. It's time we ditch this notion that God is only with us when things are great. Or if you just pray hard enough, then God will be eventually with you and you will prosper. That is lie, people of God. Today, Jesus says the exact opposite. When you are down, when life is tough, when you're feeling beat up, tossed around, about ready to give up, look up, Jesus says, because I'm right there with you and you are blessed because of it. So today, blessed children of God, you you and I are invited to see the world around us in a new way where our biggest bummers can actually be our biggest blessings. Where you are blessed, not because of what you have, but because of who you have. You have Jesus Christ. Better yet, Jesus has you today. And because of that, may you come to see the world and the people around you, even the toughest times in life, as opportunities for blessings to abound. And now you, dear ones, have that very same message because there are people outside of these walls that need to hear that as well. You are equipped with the good news today that in your weakest, most vulnerable moments, you are still strong because God is with you. There are people outside these walls that need desperately to hear that in their most vulnerable moments, they have God on their side and can still look for blessings all around. May we dare to step outside of ourselves and give that message to someone else who needs to hear it today. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we cannot thank you enough for the gift of this day, for the gift of this word. To hear these words of Jesus... (laughs) 
I love how countercultural he came to be. To challenge us to think outside of all the ways the world leads us astray and to remind us that even in our weakest moments, we are still strong because of God. And so, Lord, give us new eyes today that in the midst of our struggles and frustrations, we can dare to look for blessings. Give us a new heart today that we can be with our loved ones outside these walls and remind them that we're not only with them, but that God is. And because of that, things will get better. That there is still life and love to be had. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. We now take a moment to respond to these amazing gifts given to us through the gift of our offering, as well through the gift of this song. Almost like we plan our themes on Sundays. That just fit right in, didn't it? Wow. Well, today, people of God, we're acknowledging All Saints Day, a celebration that has a long history in the worship life of the Christian church. It began as a commemoration of the martyrs who had died for their faith, and it has since become a day where we honor and remember those who in death are now living everlasting life, as well as those faithful servants who are still living among us today who inspire us to the service to Jesus Christ. To begin with, we honor the names of these members and our loved ones who, uh, of our family of faith who have entered into life eternal. And uh, I invite a family or a friend to come forward to light a candle in their memory. And after I read these names, I then will invite all of you to come forward to also honor a loved one, again, either who has died in the faith or one who still lives among us that we would like to honor today. And you'll come down the aisle, just like we do for communion, as the Spirit moves you, you'll grab either one of the big, long uh, matchsticks or someone will pass theirs down, if we haven't used it very much, and just light a candle in that cross. So we lift up these names. James Bear. Judith Bills, Jan Glodich, Jane Alfonso, Janet Warrow, Doug Ford, Richard Winters, Michael Caputo, Harold Hess, Teresa DiMartino, Betty Stewart, Brett Page. And now I invite any or all of you to come forward to light a candle in honor of someone dear to you as well. For those of you at home, I invite you to light a candle where you are, wherever that may be. There won't be ushers directing you, just come as the Spirit moves you. I invite you to stand as you are able. Let us turn our hearts to God, our breath and life, as we pray for the church, the world, and for all who are in need. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, merciful God, please respond with here, or 
receive our prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, the church triumphant gathers around your throne to praise you. We join them in worship and remember your sustaining grace in every generation. Heal our divisions. Show us unity in your presence. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Holy Creator, we marvel at your creation revealed in the cycles of seasons, changing landscapes, and the rise and fall of ocean tides. Turn us from selfish consumption and open us to the gentle healing of the earth. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Holy Advocate, we lift grateful hearts for the ability to vote and elect leaders, grant wisdom to those who will be elected, and safety to poll workers. May civic leaders serve the whole community, especially those who are underrepresented or oppressed. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Holy Healer, bless the brokenhearted and all those who mourn. Send your compassion to all who grieve. Grant wholeness to those who are sick and accompany the dying. Be near to all who need you, especially those we name now, either silently or out loud. Vicky, Donna, Don. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Holy Comforter, we pray for this congregation that the promise of your new life may be shared and experienced. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Holy One, for the saints who now rest in your mercy, we give you thanks. We remember their witness of faithfulness and love. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ our Lord as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We'll now take a moment to reflect on our week and confess those times when we have uh, failed to live as God would have us live. And so we use these words together on the screen. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear these words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people say, Amen.
For those of you at home, I invite you to take out your communion kits, or for those of you here who will be communing from your seats. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, he gave thanks, gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. So I'm excited for this, so please keep in mind that we're trying this all out for the first time again, so it might be confusing, especially if you've not done this before. So we'll have patience together. The ushers are going to come down these kind of outside aisles and invite you to come down the aisle where the first person who will be there, uh, you'll receive the body of Christ, the bread. Uh, At what time? Just like I I teach our our first communicants, uh, you can say amen or thanks to God, right? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, At which point you'll just continue on down the line to receive either the red wine on the outside or the white grape juice in the middle. Uh, And then, again, say thank you, Jesus. Uh, As you continue to walk around, there'll be uh, baskets that you can put your empty communion cups in, and then we invite you to return to your seats. Now, if you need to pull out your cell phones and take a picture of where you're at so you know where to get back, right? We're a little out of practice, so I... (laughs) There's nothing more more stressful when someone is in someone else's seat, and we don't want that to happen, so... uh... Also, if any children would like to come forward who haven't been through our first communion class, but they still want to come to receive a blessing, come on down. You know, it's just, it's wonderful to have uh, a blessing as well. Uh, So nod your your heads if you heard everything I said. Amen. All right. I invite our deacons to come forward at this time. For those of you at home, the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. Y'all are good. Didn't even see someone like, hmm, where am I supposed to go now? That was good. All right. (laughs) People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, amen. May you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. With that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.